Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm not even, uh, I don't, I'm between the refs, between, I mean, Vince Quinn right now as we're live on Facebook, can't even show his face. I can't speak, John. At, uh, although you just did, so that's weird, and I don't know what to tell anybody. Uh, welcome to the worst season-ending postgame that I think we've done in the history of podcasting. The Eagles fall in overtime. 29-23, and uh, just like, unfortunately, it said the the uh, first one of 28 wins. Cowboys got there. I feel, first of all, let's just say this. I feel horrible for Razul Douglas. Horrible. Yeah. He did everything right there. Uh, he deflected the pass away, and it falls into the hands of Amari Cooper. And honestly, I know nobody wants to hear this right now, had tip to Jason Carrot for the fourth and one call. That's great. Call. That's what got, went in and won this game for them. Uh, however, I know it's 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 easy to say because they didn't attempt it, and even if they don't attempt it, it's not there. This is a big reason, and I know a lot of people throughout the NFL get really mad at coaches that go for two before and to avoid overtime. And if the Eagles would have just gone for two and made it, especially after the penalty, Demarcus that was, Lawrence penalty, John. That, that was assessed that it was on the one. It would have been on the one. And then Dak does his thing. Everybody goes home. But um, what an unfortunate ending to the season, as it is, because uh, what ended up being a really incredibly awful game for three quarters, an exciting fourth quarter, uh, just did not go the Eagles' way, and that kind of feels like the season in a nutshell there, Vince. John, you say unfortunate. The word is fitting. This was a yeah. fitting end to a horrible, miserable season where they've done nothing but try to give you hope in these little moments and spurts where you say, oh, they're going to figure it out. They're getting it together. Oh, look, here comes Carson Wentz. Everything's going to be fine again. Yeah. You know, and oh, we're going to figure this out. Everything's going to be okay. They've never figured it out. They've never shown any sense of improvement. Really? Well, I mean, that's not true. I mean, I, we can't I, sit here no, the last two games no, and then all of a sudden no, the offense is coming no, together. Carson Wentz has one no, of his best fourth quarters of no, his career, and then all of a sudden they haven't improved anything. No, that's garbage. They didn't improve, dude. They they spent so much time this year just running in circles. What did they do well? What identity did they establish? I thought after last week, look at all these things that are going well. They found so many things that were clicking against a solid defense. You say, well, this is it. They finally had this moment, this epiphany. And – you don't see that. You don't see that 
until what? The end of the third quarter. That's when they yeah. finally decide to do anything resembling that game plan from last week remotely. And even then, it's a fit and a start here. But it's they went away from it. The running game didn't exist. Um, the screen game basically didn't exist. And when they tried it, Carson couldn't even throw the ball to Nelson Aguilar five yards next to him. I mean, they were horrible. And they deserve this. I mean, yeah, really, Dallas, quarters, Dallas yeah. could not have given you the game any more than they did for the majority of what was a horrible and sloppy game. The fourth quarter was was interesting, just enough to rip your heart out. And that's what we deserve. That's what this team deserves. It was a horrible game, a horrible season. I couldn't have written it any better. Uh, I mean, I, I know Vince is, is – I mean, there is there are – whatever. That's what I'm at. I'm at whatever. Get me to get me to 2019 already. Fire grow. Uh, That's where I'm at. Which isn't going to do anything. Firing my grow is not going to do anything. This is the day. You do it today. Do it today. <laughs> no, do yeah. it today. Do it today. Mike grow's not the problem. Do it today. Mike grow's not do the problem. Today. I'm going to tell you why. Carson Wentz was the problem for the first three quarters of this one. You're targeting Zach Ertz way too much in this. That was a big issue. Everything from the third quarter on. And hey, how about this? The defense wasn't the problem. The ragtag defense that yeah. this team put together that Jim Schwartz has been told to get fired every other week in and out every single day. Jim Schwartz stinks. Jim Schwartz stinks. Not today. And certainly, no. Dak Prescott helped them out in that way, too. And again, they just can't capitalize on, on anything. And not to mention, I mean, this was one of the... And it, it, there's no blame on the rest because they called it shitty on both sides. Both this this entire crew was so awful. Horrible. Uh, the Eagles had to score twice on the same drive between Dallas Goddard and then to get down there with that uh, awesome, you know, uh, pitch and catch from Nelson Aguilar and so on and so forth. I mean, just but everything from the beginning of this, they had you, the one thing I'll agree with you on is they had no feel. They had no momentum going during any of those drives. The defense. None was literally out there for 42 minutes by the by the time this was all said and done. That's something you shouldn't normally do, and they still held together. Yeah. They still held together. They and had big plays at the end of that huge game. Huge I mean, plays. the defensive line, for them to put out the effort that they did at the end of that game, where they go and collapse the pocket and nail Dak Prescott to knock him out of field goal range and the timeout, like, they owned that game at the end and forced overtime. Yeah. Those guys, with no depth whatsoever, uh, they and all the minutes they played against a solid offensive line and running game that was killing them a lot throughout that game. I mean, a heroic effort from the defense. They were nothing short of phenomenal. But the offense is just so incredibly disappointing. And I don't care that they put up 23 points because they were horrible. Yeah. I mean, they were absolutely astonishingly bad. And the six points that they got for most of that game, it was a gimme. They had the ball in the two-yard line. They Sure, like it's a nice play, but they could not establish anything. They couldn't control no. the ball. They couldn't do anything that even a remotely average team would be able to do. They were atrocious, atrocious. 267-245-6066. Uh, if you want to call our voice line anytime this week, I know everybody's going to have a ton of reactions. I might I'll, call it. Uh, we'll be we'll be live again tomorrow. Yeah, we all Seriously, might call it five I, or six. I might times. call it an hour from now and just rage. Two six seven two four five sixty sixty six. Stephen in the comments already saying worst take you've ever had, John. This D sucked. At what point did this what, defense suck? What did they have to do? What, what else, else did they, they got to do at this point? Yeah, there's. I mean, now Dak was was part of part of that, and but you know, Rasul Douglas again with the pick. They had uh, they made. Uh, Dak fumble. They've made, you know, I'm, uh, that's Josh what I'm Sweat left the game. Yeah. Sidney Jones was out there without a Limping. hamstring 
and and they had to pull him and put Bosby back in the game. They had nothing going for them. They have nothing. Half of their defense is backups or guys that weren't even on the team. That that was an amazing effort from the defense. The fact that they because they gave up what by the end of the game it's it's twenty nine points is what it comes out as. Yeah. But that's twenty nine points in overtime when you've played forty two minutes yeah, or so. It's like crazy. That's, it's ridiculous to put anything on any degree on the defense. They were the only reason this game was relevant and not a complete blowout, despite how bad Dallas was and wanted to get yeah, them the right. game. That's right. And this is, I mean, they were begging. They were begging at any point for this Eagles team. To get clicking, and you knew just by just by coming into this. I mean, the Saints struggle against the the fucking Buccaneers today, and you're going, okay, yeah. that proves to me that you know the Saints are going through a low. This Dallas team isn't as good as everybody thinks it is, and it wasn't, and it was proved again. And Dak Prescott wasn't because it was proved again. And knowing that they ride the coattails of Ezekiel Elliott, you know it's coming. Zach Martin's down. You know, you know where the ball's going. The one thing I will give shit about Jim Schwartz about is Sidney Jones is out there limping. He can barely move. You know, I don't know if he's trying to be tough guy and, hey, we need you, and that's fine, and I, that get, gets respected. But the moment, and thank God, because the one he was limping on didn't connect because Dak overthrew him. And then they go yeah. back to Devontae Bosby, and they don't give him any help at all. They just say, here's Corey Graham, good luck, and you're going, Jim, what are you doing? Like, they're obviously going to throw to there. Again, they're going to test the next guy, and it ultimately becomes, a, a, you know, an, another touchdown, and then they go in and score, and you're just – that's the only part of this game where I'm looking at it and going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, why aren't you shading in there? You know where the ball's going. Their coaching was so bad, too, because the first time Sidney Jones left that game, you're looking at Dallas and like, okay, clearly they're going to go with Bosby. That's what literally every team with even half a brain does, and they didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, they were playing such a bad game in every phase of the game, and as bad as they were playing, the Eagles were worse, substantially worse. For a team that had nine points, it was nine nothing at one point. Yeah. It might as well have been forty-five to nothing. People it felt, felt that way. It yeah. certainly felt that way. I felt horrible watching that game, and it, and to get it teased into believing that this team's going to pull a win out, like. It's just, it's so damn frustrating. Yeah, it's and, so frustrating. And see, this is what we're going to do. And Alvin's kind of chiming in here saying the same thing. Vince was out here screaming at the same way. Oh, you got to fire Grow. Oh, yep. you got to fire uh, uh, Press Taylor. These guys are terrible and horrible. No, this season stopped the moment that all these injuries piled up, the moment that you knew that Carson Wentz still doesn't look right and isn't ready, the moment that you knew that this, the, even coming into the season, the offensive line wasn't playing great, and then they started playing great, and then this happened, and then more injuries piled up. It's just one thing after another after another after another, and it's not just necessarily injuries. I'm not just saying that. I'm just it's, – it's everything. One thing goes, the other thing doesn't, and, and it just disappears. Like, to me, the most amazing thing out of this game was saying, holy shit, Darren Sproles is a weapon. What a, what a great thing to have during a playoff run, and he gets in today, and you're looking, okay, that's what we need to see. It's Vince's Darren Sproles. It's getting in there and helping, yeah. and now it all doesn't matter. Like, the, the, by the time people are getting healthy, it, it just wasn't enough. You know, and that's that's and they all got the, hurt. The part Sproles of all got of this. hurt. Clement got, got hurt in this Clement game. Clement got it's hurt. Again. Everybody got hurt in this game. It just uh, Kelsey left the game at one point, and what? Say Malu left the game. Yeah, Who didn't leave the game. I mean, it's it's just there's so many things that have piled up, and I, I don't want to kill them for injuries. It's just unfortunate. But man, you despite all of these injuries, they should have won this game. They should yeah. have won a lot of other games that they've lost earlier in the season, 
and you look at this whole thing, and it's just uh, part of me is just glad it's over. Like I yeah, just honestly, I am like, so thank frustrated you. watching all of this garbage <laughs> and trying to convince myself. Well, if they do this and that, I mean, it, it, they could do it. You never know. And now it's going to be all this wild card talk. This team is done. It's over. Yeah, it's over. It's done. Just get over it. I, there's nothing that has signaled anything that this team is relevant or worthy of a wild card spot. I don't care how the standings are. I don't care about what the rest of the schedule is. Oh, no, by the way, we play the Rams next week. Oh, great. So uh, get geared up for that, John. I I'm mean, ready. wild card push starts in L.A. Here we go, <laughs> baby. Let's like. Which actually would have been a something if they would have won this game because Carolina lost, and I'm pretty sure the Vikings are going to lose tomorrow. So you're sitting here going like, God damn it. You can't even take the opportunities that are given to you. No. And, Quinn, I'm not defending the head coach. I'm not defending any of the coaching staff. I'm sitting here saying it's not the e easiest answer. It's not just going this particular coach, it's his fault. It's, not it's just the entire him. collective. They're not on the same page, and they never have been this entire season and it's felt that way and we were sitting here talking during the game too and noticing that like listen do you you guys remember when Carson Wentz first came back against the Colts and how he was in command and even though you could tell he was a step slower and he was rusty he had commanded the offense he pointed things out he was running the show that was the last time that I saw Carson Wentz feel comfortable behind the center that was it the day he came back and everything after that has been a complete fuck fest of too many cooks in the kitchen or we need to do this or we need to do that. And nothing more was evident of that than staring down Zach Ertz for three quarters until literally Mike Quick on the broadcast says, you need to stop staring down Zach Ertz. And the source that told, you know, Justina Anderson, Elshon Jeffrey, that, yeah. hey, you need to stop targeting Zach Ertz was correct. That's right. And you're here and. And I know that they went away from the one and it kind of like just disappeared all of a sudden. But you're not running against that defense. That's that's already been proven, like not for long stretches. And and so that's the battle you have to keep fighting here. Right. Like people just automatically say, well, just go run the football. They're not looking at the matchup here. Carson Wentz needs to be back in command of this offense. That's the first thing you fix in this offseason, because I don't know what happened to him. I don't like he's it, the injury and whatever. And maybe you're thinking as Casey Young pointed out to us too maybe you're just thinking of the injury too much and it's just as simple as that but whatever it is I want Carson back in command of his own offense I want him to feel comfortable he has not felt comfortable since that game no and I, and I that's that's the biggest issue that we need to figure out in the offseason but that's why I go back to grow and here's why I fire him today because here's the thing John is he going to be here after the season my grow probably not Okay. I don't. I don't. Is know. your season over today? Yeah. Then get rid of him. What good does he do? Get give Deuce four games or give him three games. To see if you can get anything going for this offense. Any sort of momentum into no, next year. Any sort of confidence. Allow, allow yourself. Allow you, yourself. Allow does, yourself. Does Grow give you anything in these next three games? No. Well, no. then get rid of him. He's going to be gone. It anyway. doesn't matter anyway. You just said it. The season doesn't matter. You might as well instead of getting trapped into thinking Deuce is the guy. Allow yourself. To open up yourself again, I love Deuce to death. Should he have gotten the job? Maybe it looks like that's where it is now. Does that really affect the outcome of where it's happening? Not really. Deuce is still not uh, experienced in calling anything. And and by the way, neither was Mike Grow. So that's the bigger problem. It's it's replacing these guys where not only Carson feels comfortable, but Doug feels comfortable. 
You know, it didn't it didn't seem like he's that comfortable either with and it's on him too. That's just, and it's on Carson. It's on all these guys individually. I'm just saying the way it's structured now doesn't work. And rather than just pick at straws and let's go find Deuce and it'll be better, go find an experienced guy because we know that was been the downfall of many different coaching regimes, many different uh, yeah, I mean look at Andy. Like that's that's what happened to him as it finally went down and look, he built up another strong staff again and guess what? Half of them are coaching in the league again. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you have to go and find. You either have to groom the next guy, and that very would very well could be Deuce, but put him in a pile of experienced guys. You well, and I that's even the saying, thing. I'm not North saying that Turner Deuce should, should get the job next year. I'm just saying that you ride it out with Deuce for this for the rest of this and see if you can salvage anything. I need something to believe in here. I need because you, you want the this offense has just been so befuddlingly bad. In a year yeah. when offenses are setting records almost every single week, records are getting destroyed left and right. Ertz is a testament to that in his own weird, right. twisted way. Right. And so when we see all this stuff, give me something to look forward to. And and frankly, I'm at the point where I want blood. I, they've been <laughs> so bad. Give me blood at this point. This season is over. Mike Groh is definitely a part of that but equation. What, is, what does the blood do for you? It just satisfies you for a moment. Maybe you're worry about better. the next step. I guess maybe it's better. I just need I need something to build on at this point. They've been so bad. Can you get any sort of confidence in Carson? Any sort of continuity? Any like I just want something to be better, and that's all. I'm not saying this fixes everything because it is a very deep rooted, convoluted mess, but. It's a start, and I want that start. That's all I need. Give me a fresh start. To me, firing Mike Grow is the right move, and it's also a scapegoat to the real problems of this offense. And that's the bigger issue for me is figuring out what that is because simply, just like anything, changing a, changing a position, position coach rarely does much of anything, right? And we're all not begging for John Filippo to come back here. We have watched the Minnesota offense. Okay, it's all shifted to Frank Reich somehow, the guy that put up a goose egg last week and then also found a way to, I think, beat the Texans. Did they end up doing that? So there are lulls in a lot of this. There's lulls in play calling. And the differences between what Doug did last year that threw everybody off, that was, a, a you know, very creative, very feel of the game, very – knows the tempo, knows his players, knows all of that. It's all gone. Like, that's the biggest issue for me. Well, yeah. I got to get Doug to have a better feel of the game. The, and honestly, I don't think he called that bad of a game other than that horrible speed option, third and one to the short side of the field where, you're, where, where Carson was already scrambling for us, right, trying to get a first down. Other than that, I didn't see anything wrong with the game plan today. Did you? I did. It took him too long to I figure it, was it out. Execution it, to for me. three weeks it, or three quarters. It took him way too long to figure that thing out, man. Uh, we started to once it got into the second half of the third quarter. That's when you saw, for example, pick plays and uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He had that slant. Those things usually work. Alshon dro- dropped it, and that was a third down, and that was a killer drop. But that play generally works, and you should go to that. He's built for that. And you need the, you know, it's it's all about building drives and keeping guys, uh, keeping the uh, Dallas offense off the field, and absolutely defense off the field, and all that stuff. It all builds up. Screen passes. They just they weren't doing that stuff. Distributing the ball to different people. It was so poorly done until midway through the third quarter. If you can't even make the adjustment at halftime, like what is going on with this team? I I've been critical of Doug all year. I thought he's done a bad job all year. And the the one thing that really I, I felt good about was. 
at the end of the fourth quarter, when they were going down to score that touchdown to tie the game again, they had that play. It's second down. Yep. You have three people in the backfield. You're like, what the hell is this? They call an audible. You know, it's a, it's a oh, planned yeah, and they spread switch. Out. Yeah, and they yeah. spread everybody out, and then they scored a touchdown on that play. That was a that was good. That was what Doug was at his peak. But I don't know why it's so few and far between when he's calling these plays for us to get those moments. I mean, what does it take when your offense is stalling so incredibly badly to say this isn't working? It literally hasn't worked the entire season. Maybe we should do those few things that do work as much as philosophically. I don't want to do it. I mean, at what point do you turn around and admit you've just been wrong this whole damn year. He's because been he hasn't been wrong year. this whole damn year because that's what happens when we get into these arguments all the time when the team's losing. This team cannot execute worth dick and it's offensively, and it's being terrible because it's not fucking Doug Peterson throwing and missing Zach Ertz wide open. It's not fucking Doug Peterson missing and throwing Golden Tate wide open. That's a big issue. The execution, and I know the planning and the practice and all of that falls on the head coach. So I'm not taking, I'm not trying to take what you're saying away from him, but they're stepping on their own feet offensively a lot of the time too. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's not a, it's, it's everything colliding at once. So when Doug's hammering and is on fire, Carson falters. And when Carson is, is looking like he's doing stuff, Doug falters on a lot of that. We saw that. In this game, a ton. I don't know if it's somebody in Doug's ear. I don't know if it's whatever. But like I said, I just want it's Carson to be back in control of this offense somehow. You know, <laughs> like it was. If if we truly believe that he's all up here and he's got it going on, then what are we what are we talking about? You know, we 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 are. This year has been an amazing turn of events for what we're expecting Carson Wentz to be. And yeah. granted, yes, all this is with a caveat. Yes, he is coming off a really bad knee injury. But in that fourth quarter, that's the Carson Wentz I know. Carson Wentz I know takes deep shots and doesn't give a fuck. And it's just, you know, constantly doing that, finding the opening guy. And it doesn't matter what the jersey number is. That didn't happen until the third quarter. And no. I firmly believe that this was more on Wentz in the first half than it was on Doug Peterson. He was horrible in the first half today. He's, that, that's he it. Sucked. I mean, that's he where I come from. sucked. It wasn't even bad. It was a miserable, embarrassing performance. Yeah, it was. So, I, I don't know. I, and that's the thing, too. When you see Wentz so consistently off on throws, he's had weak picks throughout the year, all this different stuff. Part of it is the knee, yeah, but... Man, he is just he's not been there as a passer this year. And I don't know, maybe maybe part of it is just the frustration is getting to him too much. Yeah, I don't know. There's it, there's that like, too. Th that's the thing. Like it's so frustrating because literally everything is bad. What do they do that's consistently good? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. That's there's what I'm literally nothing that they do that's consistently good. And so when you don't have anything to rely upon and we're on what week well, 14 sorry, of the season. Zach Ertz. I mean, that's been well, the yeah. most <laughs> I know. That's what they do consistently isn't that, right. Isn't that going to be the most fitting Zach Ertz thing of all time, that he's going to set a single-season record for a tight end and nobody's going to give a damn, and it's a forgotten season where everyone's miserable? That's Zach Ertz's career. Like, is, and that's not. I'm not trying to kill Zach Ertz, but yeah. because a lot of people do. I, I think he's a really good player and good player so to I. get that, that yeah. recognition. But, like, nobody cares. And, and the, the fact that he's getting this record is more or less, to me, a symbol of how ineffective this offense is going to ring hollow yeah. outside yeah. of him. That's the problem. They haven't been able to spread the ball. We talked about this team last year, and what did they do? 
Everybody was getting targets in the second half of this game, second half of the third quarter on. What were we seeing? Darren Sproles is getting a ball here and there. Jeffrey is getting a ball. Tate's getting a ball. Jordan fucking Matthews caught a ball. Like, those are the things that you need to do, and that's what made them good last year, and it just hasn't been the case this year. They have been so one-dimensional and bad, and it's so deep-rooted that we're at this point. I just, I'm I'm so, I'm just so frustrated. Yeah, and and someone can double-check me on this, but, Vince is right. I mean, Giants game, I believe 10 people touched the ball. Last week, nine people touched the ball. Ten people were targeted. This, I, I don't know if it's different in the fourth quarter. It might have skewed it. But certainly for the third quarter, I mean, I'm just going through Casey Young's notes here. I, 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 don't, I don't see it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see, okay, we're going, we're going to here. We're going to there. And that's the biggest difference for me. When, when we scream about running and balanced offenses, it's not about running and it's not about passing. It's putting the ball in as many people's hands as you can yeah. and not worrying about the name. And this is really stupid hockey flyers like would like you know, worry about the crest and not the name on the back of the jersey. All right. I played varsity football for years. Yeah. All right. It's not like that. But in this case, it kind of is. I mean, it's those same West Coast offenses and those concepts that made them run and go. It's just like, yeah. Throw to 32, find 80. You know, Joe Montana was always 60, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because that's it's part of that system. And clearly, Carson is not down with that in, in big spurts of games. And just like you're saying there, too, where you have Zach Ertz. What do we got there, Casey Young? Eight versus nine versus Washington, and we'll have to find out. Uh, uh, tomorrow night, what it's on uh, for for this yeah, game? Well, we and and Dallas Goddard, by the way. I mean, congratulations on the Eagles. They signed him as a free agent in the fourth quarter and put him yeah. in the game. Yeah, he, he finally. They were just like, oh, look at this guy. He's on the street. He's pretty big. He's got this n- ugly beard. Let's get him out there and see what happens. And wait, you know, Dallas Goddard's pretty good. When you give him the football, oh, he's, amazing. He's pretty good. Crazy. That's my other biggest gripe. That's where I will kill Doug. His personnel usage, like oh, for the same reasons. And again, I don't know who's stirring the entire pot, but if you they're have, smoking a lot, of if it. you have a guy and I know it didn't count and I don't care if Dallas Goddard can do a shimmy and shake on a DB and just say, see you later and run down for how, how long was that? 50 <laughs> yards, 60 yards, at least 60 I think. and, and continue to do that. Then run more 12 personnel. And honestly, if you would have put him out there, you probably would have unconvinced yourself from needing golden take. And that that's that's the biggest issue and that for starts me. Starts with what week one? Yeah, with Dallas Goddard I, all season. That guy hasn't been out on the field much, and in the few times they throw him the ball, usually catches it. Usually pretty good. So we Who have we have uh, we have eight people that touch the ball uh, receiving, and then the you know a plethora of others with one carries because uh, Corey Clement went down for minus four and all this other different. Th- but all of this generated honestly jordan matthews that didn't happen until the second half golden tate i don't believe that happened until the second half you still have zach Ertz with eight targets and the next closest is dallas goddard with oh sorry actually alshon eclipse with nine so wow that's that's what you're finally starting that to see an open up too. there most of it it was it was a couple of slants yeah a ball or two down the sideline like they, the the goal line pass of course where he got the touchdown uh yeah, nelson had nelson finally uh, had another good play like but it, that was the other thing too with personnel is uh, Wendell Smallwood when he gets in the game, which I get because Clement's hurt and you got to put yeah, him in there. Out. And frankly, as much as he's limited, he can he can give you something as an offensive player. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill Smallwood. But when he was out there, they're splitting him out wide and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep. The hell is going on out here? Well, it worked for a, worked for a moment because that's you know 
he was open <laughs> almost instantly. But I, I will say this. There are people, and I've seen the take. I saw it at halftime. And let me just say this. How dare every single one of you suggesting that you bench Carson Wentz for Nick Foles? Are you kidding me? Honestly. You know, like we've clearly seen on penalties even where Carson has gotten hit low. He's been fine. He's popped right back up. That is the last thing on earth that you want to do to your franchise quarterback and say, you know what? You just don't have it. And there were people suggesting that at halftime, at th the third quarter, you have to work yourself out of situations. I didn't want to do it, but I, it certainly, once you said that people felt that way, I was interested. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it, and I wouldn't have done it. Until, I would have given it a couple more drives. But, man, I, that's how desperate this team has driven me. That's how desperate I am to find something. And in this game where literally, I mean, they are giving you everything on Dallas's end here. They want you to win this game. And as much as they were giving it to the Eagles, they just, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I just needed something. And as much as I hate to say, let's change quarterbacks. But everybody was wrong. That's what for that's, a boost. The point of that is and everyone he, was fucking dead and, wrong. And he did figure <laughs> it out. So I'm glad he got, like, I don't think Doug would have done it anyway. But I, 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 and I, again, I would have given it a couple of tries before I, I would have pulled the trigger. But man, I, it's just, it's such a shit show that that's an actual thought that people entertained. And, and that's how bad this whole situation is. It's like, it, I don't blame the people for feeling that way. I just blame everything else to get to the point where you have to I think blame that. you. I blame them. I blame everybody. It's Listen, garbage, man. They we, suck. It, it, is the, it is just give it a little more time theory, and that's what wraps up bad NFL teams all the time. Oh, you know what? We haven't seen uh, Mark Sanchez playing a little bit. Let's go sign him. Now, I'm not saying that Nick Foles is Mark Sanchez, but Christ, I mean, you looked at the first two games of the season, there wasn't anything going there. Yeah. You know, I mean, just relax. <laughs> I know he won the, I, he is the Super Bowl MVP. He will always be that, but have a little faith. Okay, John, like these things, they can't just magically shit out Super Bowls for you to enjoy the moment after you won one. That's, that's been the most horrendous thing that I've seen throughout this entire season. You have every right to be mad of how this season has gone, how it's ended, the personnel usage, Doug, Wentz's play, everything in between. You want to fire Jim Schwartz? Fine. You want to take a dump on an old lady's chest because you feel like it and it gives you another sensation? Fine. I mean, the moment that I hear that Nick Foles needs to be a starting quarterback over Carson Wentz, there's the door. I don't want to hear it. Like, this is I'm, – I'm tired of it. And this is what happens when you lose. You are right, though, Vince. This is looking for answers, and we tend to look for answers in all the wrong places. Yes, Mike Groh should be fired. Yes, maybe even look at Press Taylor. God knows if, if you can name anything that he's done, I'm with you. Because it's just like, again, every position coach, you have no idea what they're actually in charge of. We don't know the conversations that go in between there. And I'm surprised that none of you, if with that mentality, want to or don't want to fire Corey Unlin. Because if you're talking about anything in this league or this team, then the secondary has been awful. No matter who has been, it's been awful in, in big stretches too. So I'm just saying it's hard to know which <laughs> finger to point at. Let's all be irrational as hell for the next 48 hours and then come to grips with it maybe somewhere towards Thursday or Friday on what actually may or may not help or change this team. It doesn't mean you need to switch the quarterback. Sorry, I just had to be said. Vince. Here's the thing. I, I am a pretty well-known, not Nick Foles guy, 
and I had that thought just for the game. I wouldn't have done it. I, it wouldn't have been a long-term switch for me. It would have been an absolute desperation, last ditch. This is the season on the line. Carson sucks, and we got to do something. So I, I don't know. Too, but let me ask so you, I, let me ask you a question it. calmly. With all those things, how would have that changed the offense? Maybe he completes a pass. Maybe he could throw it five <laughs> yards down the field. I mean, really, Wentz couldn't. Who could he hit? I'm just saying. Who I'm was he saying. hitting in the first half? He couldn't hit anybody, dude. Like, that's the thing. He couldn't do the little simple things. It's not like they were having him throw 40 yards downfield, and this is Bruce Arians, and you just got to go go for it every single time. Yeah. Like, he couldn't do basic fundamental passes. He's holding on to the ball for too long and getting sacked, and it's just like. Oh, I know. It's frustrating. I mean, so that's the thing. It's yeah. I, I, am, I am not a Nick Foles guy, and I had those thoughts. <laughs> like I just, I, it's like it makes me sick. That Casey, I give me the soap. To that. Give me the soap. I'm gonna wash out his brain. I, I could really use a bath in general, <laughs> uh, especially after that game. Holy shit, dude! But, I but, mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm. I know, stuck. and and something I didn't think we would actually say at this point in the season is, Vince, we need to look at again the front office really hard throughout this season as well, which is yeah. going to be a larger discussion for the next couple of weeks here. You know, I mean, like. I'm not even going to try to, unless the miracle of all miracles happen, which I'm not even going to bother with. Oh, come on. Uh, We're beating the Rams, John. It's clear. Yeah. It's clear. They, we got they, this, baby. They just had to win this three out of four. And, oh, my God, the Cowboys collapsed, too. That would be hilarious, though. Uh, the but um, Maybe they lose to the Giants. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. only thing I got, maybe. Some, but some folks have, uh, have suggested in comparing draft classes, and we are certainly going to do that. Tomorrow night, because that's a big issue. And now, to me, Vince, yeah. um, I mean, we've been saying it. It's almost exhausting we've been saying this for a long time, but the 2019 offseason is an important one. And guess what? It's here. And now the Eagles need to make some major decisions moving forward, including, you know, we talked about it this morning a little bit. I mean, it's unfortunate. I had, I had nothing but the highest of hopes for Sidney Jones. Uh, I really thought he was going to come out and make a humongous impact, and yeah. I don't think it's the talent that's holding him up. It's been obviously the, the 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 injuries here, but now, like you know, I mean, Jalen Mills has been removed. What once was thought to be one of the best situations, maybe in the NFC, maybe in football, in corners. It's a big discussion moving on along with the pass rushers and the contracts involved with those. Like, do you have any gut feelings on? This is what the Eagles should do in 2019. Well, uh, first I got to do something here. I just got to, uh, I got to tell you. <laughs> oh wow, I, he's taking off I've, the. I've been wearing a sweater. He's taking off the day. sweater. He's jacking it. Whoa! <laughs> oh my God! Look at those. Look at that. But look at that bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, not pretty. What, so you're, I, you're I'm willing to put it out there for the wow. public because I just I can't wear it, dude. I can't. Um. So here's the thing. What, what do you do for next year? Wow. Uh, here's the, you know, here's what's so twisted about all of this. And I don't know if this is just me being such a prisoner to what this team was last year. Yeah. But my first instinct is to not overreact as mad as I am. I don't want to overreact because I that. feel like on the offensive side of the ball, they're still really talented. Uh, yeah. They have a lot of players on this team that are really good. I mean, Michael Bennett is going to be on this team next year and he's been amazing. He's been stellar. Fletcher Cox is great. I still think Barnett is at least a solid rotational starter. Like, you've got things here that are good. Jenkins isn't too old yet. You Maybe McLeod comes back. I don't know. But you're going to – you have enough things here that this is – this can be a good team. Like, the yeah. biggest issue, and we all know it, is coaching. And so, 
if they fix that and get this offensive side of the ball right, not that they're going to be the 2017 team, they probably won't, but you could still be a worth-a-damn division-winning team. And so I don't want to burn this thing to the ground, but, uh, man, I am just – right now, I'm just so – It's hard, it's hard so not to feel that. No, that's I'm, I'm so saying. damn mad. I'm, I'm, I'm saying be irrational for 48 hours. That's what, You have every right to do that Good. to just, you know, whatever. Um, is that a legal thing? But like, I, I, like Philadelphia police tweeted that yeah, out? Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. A uh, couple of things real quick. Malcolm Jenkins chiming in uh, with probably the quote of the day. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins on the opening kickoff uh, after the review. Whoever is watching in New York needs to stay off the bottle. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that would have affected anything. Uh, this coming from Jimmy Kemsky. Kamu said that the explanation given to the Eagles on the fumble was that the review officials could not see the Eagles recovering the ball on the video. Then call Fox because there was about seven cameras that had 12 Eagles bodies around that ball. That TV in there is the size of the look fucking at this. moon. Look at and this. And they can't look at that thing and decide, take, oh, the Eagles have the take ball. Take a still shot of that. How about that? I'm holding up uh, the the freeze frame of literally 53 Eagles on the football right there. Oh my, God. my goodness. I, I mean, that's now. Do I think that changed the game ultimately? No. But I mean... It could have, and that's the point. It could have. I mean, imagine that. The opening kickoff, bam, you get the fumble, you recover it. Let's say they even score a touchdown. I know. You're telling me that that doesn't fire everybody up and make that entire crowd go, ugh, gross. Man, that was without a doubt. Not as a, I mean, just as a whole, the worst officiating game I've seen this year by far, and that call might be in the top 20 of all-time worst calls I've ever seen. Uh, like, man, I've seen a lot of bad. bad calls. I have never, ever seen clear-as-day evidence as somebody recovering a football on a clear fumble, which they agreed with, and say that we don't have enough evidence to do it. How does New York do that? I, uh, I'm so, Dude, I don't... I'm out of I don't, for that, too. I don't blame <laughs> officials. I just... I don't. I don't like to do it. I think it's a waste of time. And, frankly, I think it's hard being an official. Those guys sucked. Yep. I mean, really, that was embarrassing. And that's supposed to be, listening to Marilyn Mike on the way in, that was supposed to be the all-star crew. Yeah, it is. That was, that was the Monday night Rams-Chiefs, let's get our best guys together, and this is, this is what you come up with. This is what the NFL came up with, with their best officiating crew yep. that they could possibly assemble, and they missed the most blatant call and and throughout the game, they just, I mean, left and right and left and right. They had no idea what they were doing. None. None. Uh, and uh, it sucks that it's got to end this way. And it, and uh, But I'm going to echo um, what uh, Vince said is that it's, I hope that the front office does not overreact. Uh, Carrie Lynn Johnson with a fantastic point took the words right out of my mouth. The immediate win- window is now closed. And you need to stop signing vets past their prime. Uh, we all thought that this was going to be, you know, like, hey, the, the new one-year contract here. Um, Sidney Jones says uh, that the trainers uh, looked at him out uh, when he was out of the game, and when they saw him struggling to run, I couldn't open up, he said. And that was pretty Yeah, clear. that was pretty evident. That Michael Gallup deep ball where he just got toasted. Even on the crossers where he's getting toasted yeah. and going there. So He just wasn't there. Although I know there's some podcasters that don't like me comparing 
me to or him to Ben Simmons, um, you know, maybe may take into account that there's no uh, no hamstring left. But the injury issues with him are are definitely a little more concerning with that. Um, but I I don't think anybody should panic in terms of this roster and like you got to get rid of this. But it is time to get younger, um, and it is time to have a debate on what they do and don't need because I still think corner is on that list. It certainly is. And uh, along with, you know, running back and offensive tackle and safety and, you know, there's uh, a <laughs> coordinator. Coordinator. Two, coordinator, coordinator. too. That's, uh, do that. So um, final thoughts is don't panic, but be mad as mad as a motherfucker. There we go. Mad Hashtag mad as a motherfucker. That's how we'll end it. Vince, any final thoughts? I'm going to get this microphone and bash my head in. With it. <laughs> All that's, right. That's well, my final thought. If uh, if you don't see Vince tweeting tomorrow, you know why. But um, as always, guys, let me just tell you this, because even though the season is ending, uh, there has been a lot of just crazy things that have happened between where we were last year as a fan base, where we were last year as a fan base uh, or excuse me, as a as a podcast alone. Um, uh, I not everything you read is believable. Uh, not everything that is whispered to you is true, but I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have been a part of our start, our journey to here to WIP. Like we couldn't be Seriously. happier of uh, of where we are, and I know it's been tough on a lot of different folks. And um, I want you to continue to listen to whatever it is you want, but we do appreciate everyone's single support for the Go Birds podcast. Um, we want to reward you guys somehow, and uh, that's what our plan is to do in the off season. We got so, some projects we're working. No on. No matter what happens, uh, we love you guys, and thank you so much for joining us. Every post game, every Twitter conversation, even the ones that you know, you're like John Vince. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We appreciate everybody. Like it is, it has been so much fun uh, to take this journey with you, and we hope you. Uh, take it and continue to take it with us throughout into next season in the future. That's Vince Quinn. I'm John Bartz. This has been Go Birds number 38 right here on uh, Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. We will see you guys, well, pretty much every day this week. Go Birds. (laughs) 